Welcome to On Tuesdays We Co-Work, where I am co-working my way around London with my partner in crime, Home Slice, Boss Bay. I think we get it, can we crack on? <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to On Tuesdays We Co-Work. This week we were working at the Garrison mm-hmm. in London Bridge, well, Bermondsey Street. Yeah, Bermondsey or Bermondsey? Oh, I don't know. Bermondsey. I say yeah, Bermondsey. I'll just say Bermondsey because you say Bermondsey, so... I just blame you. Okay. Yeah, I think we go with that one. Yeah, it's it's closer to London Bridge Station because I came from from home and City Mapper told me to get off uh, at London Bridge. Yeah. So it's a seven minutes walk to be exact. Oh, this is yeah. yeah but now I you're on lost, my wavelength. So, but yeah. Um, <laughs> and and yeah, so their welcoming time is from the morning till midday, and we know why. <laughs> yeah, we didn't realise that initially did we yeah so we got there we were going to go uh late morning so we wouldn't have had much time if we'd got mm. there late morning um but we ended up getting a few hours in so yeah it was good, it was good. but from 12 because we stayed a little bit just after 12 uh it gets really busy for um for lunchtime so yeah. it's it's a different atmosphere from from like a coffee shop or yeah, so it's much more like if we'd have stayed later into the afternoon, I think it would have been much more like being sat in a restaurant mm. and people are all eating and stuff around you. Yeah, and also it's not even that kind of, because we went to the Hashi or Hachi or even that, that was, oh no, that was really busy as well. It was, yeah. Mm. But, the, but, but we that's was more spacious. Private. Yeah. And we were in a booth in the corner, mm. so it was almost like you could forget other people were around yeah. you. And here also, I think that the tables are quite close to each other. Yeah. So um, this is like a very because uh, if you've been to Bermondsey Street before, the places have a lot of character. So mm. it's like very it's not big chain places. It's not like very unique small buildings. It's, it's a lovely place. I like, really like the deco as well. Yeah. Um, um, these wooden tiny wooden tables, but they actually t- tiny. So today I didn't have my computer with me. I was just doing paperwork and working from my phone. And you had your laptop. And that was just fine-ish, but two laptops and our notebooks wouldn't have fit on the table we were yeah. at. And then, to be fair, I didn't tell them that we were there to co-work. I didn't mm. say anything about Anko. So they might have put us maybe somewhere different. Maybe they would have put us in, in a lot of booth the booth or something. I uh, don't know for sure, but they didn't. Yeah, because you know sometimes you yeah. say you're going to work, they say, oh, do you want this table or that table? Mm. I didn't really give him the option. I just said, like, I'm just here for a table yeah. for two. So. Yeah, because to be fair, quite a few options there. So you have two different kinds of um, these stools and, and high tables. Mm-hmm. You have one by the windows and one in the, the middle of the, the venue, really. You know, yeah. those blue chair ones. Yeah. Um, and I can, I was just saying to you as well while we were there that I could imagine myself sitting by the window one, especially if I'm on my own, and just look at the window and, and work from there. Although yeah, I didn't really see, I only saw plaque points at one of them that's closest to the toilet. Okay. Um, but the rest I didn't see any. So I'm, you have to go with a charged laptop. Mm. And then you have the, the floor where you have these smaller tables and chairs which are not really comfortable. I don't think that's suited for. Long, yeah long term so that, co-working yeah so I think those are more part of the character of a pub sort of mm. quirky place which is quite famous you know Bermondsey Street and I think they've deliberately done it in that way but it's not for co-working yeah so that's why I think he probably would have put us somewhere else if I and, then, said. and then you have like a raised platform and then you have um, a couple of booth, booths there yeah um which looks very comfortable and a bit more private 
So there are, there are a few selections, and I'm sure because the stuff was really friendly that um, even if you request that, oh, can I sit there, especially in the morning hours, they would have, you know, been happy to accommodate yeah. what you'd like. Um, and it was quite nice and quiet, really, until... Until, yeah. Even when, even when we were leaving, it wasn't super, super mm. busy. It was only, like, a couple of people had I think in. it just feels because it's not... Because it's, it's not a giant venue. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not a giant menu and it's just one big one space as well. So it's quite open. and Yeah. Um, but I think, like, especially if we'd have got there earlier, you could definitely have a good productive mm. morning there. If you'd turned up around nine, you could have, like, a good three, four hours um, of, like, very quiet because they don't really have yeah. many people in there at that time. Um, we didn't have any food, although uh, we had some drinks. Yeah, so they've only got soy milk. Mm. Um, so but they did have mocha, and I really fancied a mocha. That's mm. why I was disappointed. That you could see, I was disappointed. <laughs> um, so they had like a nice selection of drinks, like the latte, the espresso, yeah. the uh, cappuccino. And yeah, they have they have normal coffee shops, guys, or like and good good price. Mm, yeah, like so it was three fifty three pounds. Yeah, um, they didn't have alternative milk. Oh yeah, you just said that. Apart from soy, so, apart yeah. from soy um and and the menu looked really nice like nice pop food and it's around yeah nine till 13 pounds yeah and some of the brunches were like five six pounds oh really yeah so they i saw they had oh this was tempting banana bread with honeycomb butter and obviously Mm. you know in a place like that it's freshly baked yeah um they also had this was random but i think it was like a a grapefruit or a pomegranate or something and it was like with unrefined sugar and mint so I thought that sounded really nice wow. yeah. so it would have been like an, an open grapefruit I think it was called mm. and they've obviously got like some sort of coconut sugar or something like you know one of the sugar alternatives that I like yeah uh, with mint I thought that sounded quite gourmet and interesting yeah it sounds really just, nice just, just the health option with yeah. as well but still you get the sweetness of it um so yeah it was it was a good it was a nice place again I think that co-working wise it's more applicable if you're local. So, like, for me, because I'm local, maybe it will go there just to spend a couple of hours and then go back home and something. But I don't think it's one of those where, you know, sometimes we could literally stay all day, yeah. get really comfy. I don't think it's probably one of those. Mm. But I think if you're in the area, especially if you're, like, because London Bridge, you know, if you're there for a meeting or anything like that, it's quite a nice place to then prep for your meeting, maybe. Like, yeah. spend or- a couple of hours just getting your, sh- your shit together um but maybe not like a whole day working yeah. with someone else yeah I think like like how you live here if I were live here I would go mm. and and spend time there and work from there especially in the morning from the I said about that there's five tables mm. um but I wouldn't travel the way down here to work on my own or, yeah there are venues you know in in the city or, or Holborn and I would actually make an effort and go there and, and work because yeah. I just enjoyed it so much and mm. I felt that the productivity was so you know I was just so productive mm. it was worth for me to go and make the effort and also their welcoming time is longer and can spend more time there yeah so um so I think if if you local to this place and it's or if you come into the area which I said then it's definitely a place to that you can prep and get some stuff done but it's not a place that you go there and just get a day worth of um, admin, admin stuff no. done. No, no. Yeah. 
that that's kind of my conclusion yeah i agree with that i think that's fair yeah plug point wise they have scattered it's not again it's not built in mind with co-working or or, no. or, or working remotely um another place that probably would be good on a friday mm. say you and i had been like shooting on you know we used to shoot on a friday yeah i could imagine like say we finished at like two or something i know it's not open but if it was yeah we could go sit there and have a glass of wine and then unwind for the evening before we say went on a night out or something yeah, yeah, yeah. i feel like it would be nice for that it's, it's like, a nice place definitely um and i would just go there even if i'm not um working because it, it is has a really really nice vibe um but yeah but that was kind of my overall conclusion what would you um, give it Hmm. From a co-working perspective, again, I'm kind of in a in a similar situation where I was with Dondrino. You know, do I want to rate it within its niche, or should I just co- compare it overall? I if I do overall, I have to give three and a half. Yeah, I think that's that's just because, bang, bang about right. Yeah. Mm, it's not bad school. No, I, th- I think it's, it's not. But um, I think that's fair. Yeah. It, it's it's not hitting the four or above mark. It's not. It's it doesn't give in enough from my perspective. It just it, the, the welcoming hour is not as long to be so beneficial. And the, the yeah, I think it's just yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, three and a half. Fair, yeah. So if you're local, this could be a place um, for you. But again, it's not something that you can do a whole day um, admin and remotely working done it's more just a couple of hours get out from home and just spend an hour away definitely yeah so. I'd agree with that as well okie dokie so, so on to the topic on to the topic so this week we were thinking that um after the loads of um um relationship and emotional um Deep. discovery yeah episodes um let's hit you with something a bit more concrete and- yeah I think it's I think it also has coming up with so then of the year we kind of think about wrapping mm. stuff up and but also thinking so I do feel that sense of unwinding for the year but oh, I yeah. equally feel that sense of right what's going to happen next like uh, what yeah, is that going uh, on? yeah kind of like an unwind and more just like reflecting summarizing and see I what, would... what intention I can change and set and what yeah. I like to keep it's more just like an unwinding and just kind of filtering through like yeah I'd like to go carry on with this I'd like to leave this behind and yeah I get what you mean but Mm. I was kind of saying that I have almost like a split not split personality but two split different things going on Mm. at once because I have this sense of wrapping up and finishing and then the sense of also starting and that's Mm. obviously January but I really feel like I'm preparing yeah I mean you have quite a lot in the pipeline don't you so yeah so I feel a bit of a sense of right it's it's the end but also it's a like unwind and just start to slow down for the end and then also think right start to gather momentum but but, but, but I think also um it's don't know, it depends on the business as well, because for your business, yeah. what you do, people get their kick mm-hmm. um, in the beginning of the year. Yeah. They're like, okay, let's look inwards and and let's look at myself and my health. Definitely. And just everything inside, outside. Um, and for me, photography is not as... So it's usually, this is when they set in, intentions. Yeah. And if, if, if they you know setting a business or launching a website by the time they get to photography that's like March so that's when my business starts picking up so for yeah, me yeah. it's not a place I can't for me generally it's usually a deadish yeah um time so it's, it depends yeah so I think it's it, that's probably part of it mm. I think part of it yeah but I guess even with that whole start finish thing I think 
that ties in the topic very nicely, which is business planning in terms yeah. of writing a physical business, business plan. plan. And oh, we said it at the same time. Oh, check yeah. us out. <laughs> um, yeah, because I think it's something that is both of those things, which mm. is wrapping up, reflecting, but equally setting intentions for yeah the next stage. So, I mean, I I wrote one for my master's degree for my like that was my piece of work that was marked and I know that you've said you've done and then but that, then I've done one since mm. about going freelance and not, yeah. nothing to do with so I did one for a clothing brand and then I did one for what actually turned out to be my life yeah and I know you've done like mine one for photography yeah and um the reason I wanted to um talk about business plans because for a long time um I kind of said to myself that oh I'm a creative and and it's it's I always thought about business plans as something very corporate and something that's just it's just not me I, you know I'll just yeah. do it I love it it's my passion mm. it's, it's not about figures numbers and and rules mm. I just do what feels right and the opportunities that come along and kind of just these things that I know right now that is just nothing to it's just not right at all yeah. and and also it's not you know one doesn't exclude the other um so just because you have a business plan it doesn't mean that your business won't change and just you, you strictly ticking off those things and you can't be flexible yeah. and can't you, you you can't react onto circumstances that are around you um and and yeah so the, the the main reason was that I wanted to bring it um to hear and talk about it that I always thought it was a big thing that it's just very um, dry and something very strict. And oh, I just don't have time for it. I don't mm. want to. I just want to enjoy what I do. And it's actually quite fun to do business yeah. plan. It just and it's just as difficult as you make it out to be. It can be something very simple, one page document that you just summarize things, or it can turn into a, a I don't know fifty page document and one business plan. Um, just because you have one and when you rewrite it and when you, you can expand it you can make you know it does it's not always one structure it's it's kind of developing with you and with your business I think yeah exactly and and that um is really interesting to hear you say mm. that because obviously I went to a fashion uni yeah. but I did a business degree so constantly we were told and through the the year that I spent writing mm. this I went to a lot of networking events and stuff as well for pixel yeah. and, and about running a business when I was trying to do that they would always say because it was creative business oh you guys you're obviously very creative really into creativity and often you don't have like the business skills or, or not even mm. just that but the idea of a business like you said yeah. business plan scares you and makes you think it's sucking the life out of exactly yeah and they said that a lot but actually because I was a business student I'd always mm. been taught business 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 so I sort of sat right in the middle but I think it makes sense now what they were kind of yeah. talking to people like you who who are like even more maybe creative um so I completely associate that with that now and it makes a lot of sense but what you said as well is about it doesn't have to hold ho hone you in is that mm. the right word or hold you in and keep you small um because I remember going to a, a workshop about business plans where they said it should be a living breathing document in terms of it's not something that you write and then you check on it every six months yeah. or even every three months. Like you should just continuously be going back to it. Like, so when I started this new business plan, which was about freelancer life and not just, yeah. pixel, it was when I was PTing 
blogging, trying to make an income from blogging, and also still running Pixel, this crazy yeah. period where I thought I could do all three. Um, and so I used to open it at, at the beginning of every week. And despite the fact that the plan was obviously going to never work, the fact that I would open it up every week and then just readjust. Mm. And I think it, that's how it can be used. It's not really like um, something that you have to follow along, but something that follows you. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's, so how it's, you isn't it? it's kind of like a diary, isn't it? Yeah, like and, a journal. Yeah, yeah a journal that, that you just keeps you I think also I don't know if you guys ever feel it or do you ever feel it that you have so many ideas and thoughts in your hand head and they're just kind of racing and they come and going and then you forget it oh I forgot it again and then it comes back and oh yeah this is what I was thinking last week etc yeah. etc et but as soon as you write it down you kind of make space in your head You're like Definitely. okay it's down it's safe it's it's with me it now can't be forgotten yeah. yeah it's with me now and then I have a, a free space in my head so this is kind of this is what business plan is it's nothing scary yeah big thing it's just something that helps you I think release the pressure in your mind and your business you can actually look at your business rather than just having this I don't know this intangible I- yeah, yeah idea it's actually there you can actually see it and in black and white you know what's your state what what's the stage you're at what what direction you'd like to take etc etc and then you can actually make decisions and change it accordingly yeah um, it's quite a therapeutic thing really, mm. because whatever business you're doing I, I assume you're doing it because you love it otherwise it'd be much easier to just go and get a job so <laughs> um it's it's like you designing your baby basically exactly. in a very non- designing your clone maybe kind of way <laughs> in a business yeah <laughs> I know that's a controversial topic um and to, to be honest it helped me get through a previous breakup was just having that to throw myself into and okay like, yeah it's, it's something that you can get really excited about mm. and get caught up in it's really not I think the word business we think is traditionally of as boring but maybe that's changing in these days mm. where everyone's business is something that they're really you know there's so many innovative creative businesses yeah and, and, and also I think it's not even because what I always thought it had to be a plan for long term, pin down what I will do, and kind of scared because I don't know. Like I, maybe I want to do that in three years, and this is why I want to take my business. But maybe next week it's not what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was always, I felt that oh my god, I'm I'm just creating a rule book, and then I've write it down, and then that's what I have to do. Yeah, and this is not what it is. No. So I think I think this. I don't know if it was just me or, no, I think or it's do you think more people just think, think that we just I didn't have an idea really what it was I think that's why those words stuck out to me at this lecture that I went to which was living breathing yeah breathing. when you said it, it just and I think everyone should just hold on to those words because to me I always for some reason it sounds like something from Harry Potter yeah I I, well I actually have an image in my head of, <laughs> a, of a book and it's got like a plant coming up <laughs> that's how that's what I think of when I hear that because it it stuck with me a lot um because that made it so much less it made me understand it more and associate with the idea more and recognize how I could use it to help me mm. rather than a business plan seems like oh but things change so quickly but this is like something that you just look at every week and you just add a little bit and take a bit away and yeah it's like your yeah like a journal like we said yeah. um so we thought sure. we could maybe share some yeah share some things points. Now. So, so basically, I mean, how I I don't have any background in business. Um, or my degree, everything is in photography. Well, we learned we had a couple of um, lessons of a, the poor basic accounting and stuff like that for in, in case you want to yeah yeah um 
be a freelancer um but there was nothing in that so when I realized that okay I might look into this and I should do a business plan there I just went online and had a look at different templates and different business plans and kind of scissored it together uh, but how I can sum it up from my perspective that basically what I did is you raise questions that related to what you do who you work with uh, what you want to achieve what you have what you want to have etc etc and then you answer it yeah it's kind of a question and answer kind of document and it just helps you sum everything up um and um and that's it that's basically it there's nothing trick to it and you can ask any questions from it from yourself and um, regarding to your business as you like yeah and there are loads online that you can have a look and get inspiration from and that's what we I think wanted to share some what we did and yeah. what worked for us and what helped us kind of form and have a, a picture of what we do yeah um, and yeah. I think it, it's completely especially when you are self-employed you're doing this just for you mm. obviously I wrote this one that I my main one that I wrote as part of a degree so yeah it was much more structured it was it was much more detailed but you wouldn't have to do that unless you wanted yeah. to but what I would say is that I wouldn't have never done any of a lot of this stuff was it not for the fact that I had to because it yeah. was part of my degree I had to show use of business models and things like that but that actually helped me so much mm. I was so you know five years at business school but just writing that made me realize because it was something pixel was something a business I actually wanted to run and could actually yeah. see happening it made me think through things that I would have actually completely forgotten about mm. so I would say it is worth looking at some business models and putting them in but just choosing the ones that are actually relevant to you because they are things that we always do theories and you know you spend yeah anyone who has done any business school or anything like that you spend so much time learning these things and then we never use them because it's kind of like that thing of oh yeah what you learn at school isn't applicable but then you realize oh actually actually there was a reason they taught yeah. us this because it's actually quite helpful so I mean whilst you're just maybe telling them a bit about yours I can mm. have a look at the ones that yeah, were useful. Yeah that's and... fine I mean for me what I did um so I, I can't tell you an order because I don't have it with me and the, the topic kind of just um came up while we were chatting so we didn't really prepare um and what was for me just first is like what do you do this is one of the first questions um and I know it sounds very a very basic questions but question but actually it wasn't because okay I'm a photographer but that's not enough what photographer I am uh, so I, you have to kind of put down what who you actually are and yeah. what you actually do and and then within that I, I had different kind of uh, like structures so I done like 1.1 1.2 and then a second 2 2.1 2.2 so this mm-hmm. is how I broke it up um and and there was ones when it was talked about to my about my audience that how old are they um what they do so how much do they earn so yeah. there was a time when I was more focused on family photo shoots and a newborn so I knew okay this is the age this is when they have mainly kids um so who I have to target and and who I have to talk to so what language I'm going to use and then I thought okay how can I reach them so there was a second question and then I knew okay I can go to like coffee shops or I can put flyers up in um, 
you know, you have these mummy, baby, little classes. Yeah, yeah. So I, I had to think about where is my audience? Um, and I put put it, just thought about it, wrote it down. And so I, I already had an idea that who am I talking to? How am I talking to them? And where can I find them? Um, and that was kind of a part of the, the, the audience yeah. I talked to. So that that's basically customer profiling. Mm. And I did that as well in this business plan as a, and if you are someone who get who likes to get creative like you and yeah. I are, actually this is a fun part, but very, like you said, all those things are very tangible in terms yeah. of you need to know where to go to find your client and things yeah. like that. So I created uh, like mood board customer profiles where I had pictures of, of things that they would like and how they would look and what kind of yeah. fashion they would like and that type of thing. And then I gave them a name for each sub-segment, so for each age category of consumer that might be interested in me and which one was my main bread and butter and which one was just an mm. occasional shopper. And that by doing that, it depends what type of way you learn, obviously. Yeah. But for me, I'm like a, a learn by doing. So by creating this, then it really cemented it within me. Mm. And that's probably something that everyone finds, not everyone, but a lot more people will find it fun than, say, maybe writing the accounts or something yeah so, yeah so I say go to town on those like customer profile things and get visual with it because that really helped me like I always remember now that even though it's not relevant because I'm not doing yeah. it anymore always remember the Zeldas were the young ones and then the yeah. Yasmins and I gave them names and obviously if anyone does work in fashion or something brands actually do that like mm. when, when I was working in placement years and stuff we would do things like that so I think that's one that can be both like can be very very sensible but equally like can be really fun yeah um, yeah to do and and I think it's just that just just helps you straight away because as soon as then when you you know talking on social media you put anything out there you straight away know who you're talking to and what message you have to put out there to grab their attention how my my business kind of changed and shaped and working more with small businesses now I know that okay my age group went a bit more up mm. more on all the generation yeah. and I know that okay I can find them on networking events I can you know Facebook groups so I know now where I have to focus your energy focus my energy and and just kind of present you know represent myself and put myself out there and show that I'm I'm here yeah um and, what, and I have to use a different language. And I know that I do loads of creative one with small businesses. So I know that, oh, I don't have to be so formal. And I can have a, hey, how are you? And then I can put a kiss on the end of my emails. Because yeah. that's me. And I, I know that I'm talking to other small businesses. Yeah. And this is how I will grab them. So these are the really important, this is the, the your audience bit is, is a one big part of your business plan. Yeah. Of just to... And actually, I've just come across something in my old one mm. about exactly that. So we did the consumer sub-segments and, mm. you know, putting all this information, like you said, about age and stuff. But then I did a graph, which was evaluation of sub-segments. Mm. So it's where I put them all in a graph. So if you've got more than one, like you said, yeah. you have some startups with some big businesses and things like that. Yeah. Put them all there. And then I put a category for all of their income and then a category for which they purchase so maybe say you do portraits yeah it might be one group only does a portrait one does like a package of yeah. product shots and other things and then one might buy like everything like website imagery portraits mm. for all the team and so obviously one is one one of those packages is better for you 
So I plotted that in. Then I plotted like how often are they going to make a purchase, which I guess is a bit different depending on your business. Um, and then like how much their average uh, purchase would be. Yeah. So that's quite useful. I probably would. I probably should do that for PT. Actually, I've never never mm. done that. But yeah. So you see, this is a thing that you just have to go as much. If you don't want to go that much in depth for now, just want to yeah. literally have who is my audience. You write down if it's female, male, mixed, and you can what are, what age are they? You put down between this and this. Yeah. What's their income roughly? So you know that if you you're targeting, I don't know, worker class or you know, it depends on who you're targeting you have to be honest with that and then where you can find them and you it kind of also summarize that what language you're going to use with them yeah and and if you just literally just one answers one word answers or one sentence is you use for answer for now it's already fine but yeah. I think when you do it you're actually gonna get excited exactly but I think uh, there's, there's definitely value in yeah okay so start where you can start but but my point is that this stuff yeah. is actually it's not something that no one's forcing you to do any of this, but this is things that are going to help you. It's like, this is your choice of business. Because, because I so. did that so for me. My first one was just a very basic one. Yeah. But then I spent more and more time and how I kind of, kind of, I don't know, got more clear and I was working with within that. Exactly. Yeah. That group, I went deeper and deeper. The more you actually practice mm. your business in person, the more you can exactly. relate to your business yeah. plan as well, I think. So, um, so I think yeah, that, that's that's really about. Do you have anything else about like audience um, section? No, I so, said so. It was kind of yeah. It was mostly those things, so sub segments, and then I did things about like the market. So things like went quite deep into the demographic, psychographic. So things that are important to them, mm. like mentally, what they, how they work, what inspires them, like their desires and things like that. But yeah. I think that's quite. See, that bit I maybe wouldn't go so much into now at this stage of my business. Mm. I think it, that's more for, like, this is something that was required. Yeah. Um, it's always good to understand your customer, but I think some of that comes with experience in person. Mm. So you have to actually just go out and actually be with your clients and then you learn that stuff and then you can put it down on the mm. business plan rather than this was a business I hadn't yet started and I was trying to imagine exactly what my customer wants I think sometimes that's where business planning yeah. can seem a little bit is this worth doing but I think the other way yeah. around then definitely um what there what else there was on a different note was uh, scenario planning okay which yeah. I found really helpful because it sounds very businessy when you hear it like scenario yeah. planning but it was literally as simple as okay I'm launching a fashion brand what are my strategies and what could be the responses? Mm. So it's just like plotting it all out before I did it, which seems so obvious, but I don't think we often logically sit and think, what could mm. happen here? What could happen here? So it was literally a case of things like, um, okay, so I'm going to do influencer collaborations. What are the advantages in terms of, okay, well, I get like reach and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Exposure. Exposure, yeah. Um, but disadvantages of using them in a the shoot well, potentially they don't have the same skill set as a model, might require, might take more time in the studio, mm. might might mean we have to pay more money for the studio because we need it for longer yeah. to get the shot, might mean that they're less confident and, you know, these type of mm. things. Then equally would be something like, oh, maybe I would aim to wholesale in a big retailer like ASOS, advantages, exposure, reach to foreign markets, all this, disadvantages, going to lose a lot of profit, going to mm. have high setup costs this type of thing so it's just things that the pros and cons yeah it's, it's like seem obvious but really like with even small things 
you know, like using an influence or something. I think sometimes we just do it. Because, yeah. Oh yeah, everyone's using influences. We don't think it through. It's, it's the same. If if I would um, imply on my business, but we would say just if it's more on a service side, yeah, yeah, um, not product, then okay, maybe different branches would that work to you know if I okay if I would go and talk to a workshop that I would take a little studio and I would take portraits of whoever attends the workshop mm-hmm. okay adventures obviously I'll get exposed to the but then it's adventures I, I can't give that much of a service because my service one of my unique selling point is the personal touch and the relationship I built yeah and there you have to be quite so then I might lose and I can't show exactly what I'm about yeah so you, you can just have different scenarios financially as well as emotionally or service yeah, wise yeah. I think yeah it's kind of like that's what reminded me of when um, on friends Do you remember Ross wrote the the list of Rachel oh my god cons? yeah <laughs> it's kind of this that it, like if if anything comes up in your business and you have an opportunity uh then you just play down the two scenarios yeah. and you, you kind of just you can sit on paper that it's yeah or not and I think we tend to do that with big decisions so if I reply, apply that to my business now being a personal trainer should I go on rent? Should I pay the gym rent and, and have higher money, you know, mm. outgoings each month? Or should I become an employee but no longer have my freedom and give up this many hours a week? Yeah. That's a decision where we would I played out, okay, what will my finances look like? What will my time look like? And all those mm. things. But with something small, like, should I work with uh, this type of person or this type of person yeah. on my own or just, you know, or, or, or even if you just say, okay, should I, should I do, I don't know, a seasonal sale so every you know four times a year I do like five free classes okay benefits this 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 or you know I'm losing this 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 so you yeah. can just see different I think marketing options and anything kind Definitely. of I even did it with a like a workspace mm. as in what should I go and get a flexible workspace this was in the days before Anco um or not and it was a case of well if I do I'm going to have a place that I can go I can be more productive da, da, da. Mm. but I'll also be spending this much more money a month and yeah know. so it's just simple things like that but having it on paper then because we do all this in our heads but we often don't you know it's not concrete it doesn't we don't finish the conversation or we don't wrap it yeah, up yeah and then and sometimes you need know, to write it down and then later and something comes up to it and you can add to it this is why, yeah. why you have to always and you forget the reason it. that you yeah. had before as well so having it in one place is mm. it's valuable so um so I th- so that was the scenario planning yeah and then also I think what's really important is um the business what you do is that I did one is like what's a unique selling point mm-hmm. I think that's a really important yeah, one definitely is that what makes you different yeah what because there are loads of hairdressers I don't know chefs personal trainers photographers graphic designers graphic designers or any kind of products fashion again loads so but doesn't mean that you can't make it even if you yeah. started now it's never too late this business is coming in and out mm-hmm. all the time what you have to find is that what makes you you and that ties in nicely because I was just going to say that what I did this time around when writing a business plan for me personally going freelance um, was do and I did it for Pixel as well but for me was did a SWOT analysis on myself mm. which I think people are always a bit like oh really but not in a sense of oh myself why am I a bad person or whatever um, some people will say oh don't don't be too hard on yourself you don't need to do mm. that and stuff I actually think let's toughen up like let's just 
accept it yeah. and let's but we don't have to you know what, what our weaknesses are is not something to get upset about yeah it's just acknowledge them because some people say separate yourself from your business because don't be too hard on yourself about what but I think there's no harm in looking at you know that's the ethos of this podcast but there's no harm in looking at everything and knowing our sensitive areas knowing yeah. our strengths and things like that so I would write a swap about what what am I good at so for example in personal training I'll say well I'm good at this but my weakness is maybe this and mm. and then I would say opportunities and threats so as in like okay take your strength I think it's called towels the towels matrix so it's how you turn your strengths into opportunities and how your weaknesses no I'm saying it wrong I think it's how you leverage like your strengths to make your weaknesses not so bad or something like mm. that but basically like did this whole analysis that people probably know quite well what what the SWOT is on myself and then that's how I find my USP because mm. sometimes it can be quite hard I think for did you did I say USP before UPS US. you, you said USP okay. yeah it's right now because like, wait a minute because I think since I've known you you've kind of been quite clear of who you are mm. and maybe because you're a bit further in your yeah. growth journey your USP is quite clear but for me as a PT I was like what is my USP like and only now after being fully freelance for like the last sort of six months now I really know like what it mm. is but it, I find it, I always found that question really hard. So I think if you know your strengths and your weaknesses, that's something we can be a little bit more black and white with. Yeah. We tend to know that stuff. Then you can be like, oh, well, I'll take my strengths and those are probably my USP. That's probably mm. my USP in there somewhere. So I think if you do that first, then you can find out yeah. exactly that. Like, I'm just going to be very concrete here. I just want to try to give you and relate to it and just to be brave with it. So for instance, photography-wise technically as it when it comes to I, I know my natural light I'm really good but there are much better photographers than me like in technical aspects I don't know if that makes sense for you guys in terms of like the actual like how to use the functions on yeah, the, yeah. I mean a function I know is just that but they have like so crisp, the the, yeah the crisp sharp the perfect exposure yeah. everything is just on spot yeah um but then I know that most of my clients, they leave that. Oh my god, this is the first time that I felt that I had time. I had just time for myself, and I was, I was in the focus. But I enjoyed it. I think and confident. Like you made me feel. I, I shot before with other people, mm. so but I just felt that actually much more. I can be my. You get me out of it, mm. and that's why. Yeah. So you I realized that this person out and, of themselves. And there is market for both um, photographers. Yeah. Um, but this is me and I had to let that go to f- constantly going on workshops and try to improve because te- technically because I, I wanted to focus and I knew that that came to me naturally just to give an experience to people and capture them rather than just take a photo of them yeah and and so after that I was like yeah I'm not so good at tech with the technical side but I'm twice as good with people mm. so here we are then I know straight away that how I can approach and how I can sell what I do. Yeah. And then when you have that analysis as well, obviously it, in your sense, it kind of, I mean, I think probably most of your clients, this is an assumption, but mm. I know with me have never looked at your photo because the people that you're working with as well have never looked at your photo and thought, oh, could this be better technically? Because to us, yeah, it's amazing technically. It's something we could never produce ourselves and probably have never had before. But for to use you as an example mm. then once you've done that SWOT analysis you can look find oh if I want to invest in something 
this year to improve my business oh now I know which thing yeah. needs more work so I can invest in that so that's the same for me like in the past it would have been well I'm good at this and this uh, but maybe I haven't done this course like I'm doing yeah. further courses this year and I know now for me I wanted to develop those areas mm. because they were important to my business yeah. So it's just like but, clarity, but, isn't but, it? But then also I think it can work the other way around. That for me, if I would have like, okay, I have money for workshop, I probably wouldn't go towards the technical side. I would go yeah, more towards... Yeah, it's not relevant. Because, like because if, I think if, if you reach to a point to your weakness or a weakness and you've accepted, obviously you have to hit a bar. Yeah. And if that makes sense, like if I would be a rubbish photographer, then it wouldn't work yeah well you said that you you don't know the difference between them exactly good, but as I say how I wouldn't know about Peter but maybe then no you don't do that that kind of cardio stuff or like you don't do classes as much yeah but you wouldn't go and get more um what is it more um qualification in like class teacher you want to go and strengthen your strength as well so you have to think once you, yeah because you you don't you know you don't seem but you do classes you, you have a, a knowledge of how to kind of host a class and and do it in that sense but you'd rather have like a boot camp style rather than like jump around and fitty fitty right wouldn't yeah, you I don't uh, know I'm just kind of just I don't know really I think like for me I don't know if it's different because of the nature of the job in terms of someone's like body and their health mm. is in my hands but I always I would so I thought like okay before I'd done more qualifications on like business side emotional side yeah. talking to people in sales and stuff so I was like right I want to work on my technical knowledge which I've done a couple yeah. of courses this year technical but I think in that in terms of that that's something that's just it's different it's not yeah but, but same I, as yours I, yeah I just meant like, like within the within just the technical bit because technical is like understanding the science behind the body and stuff like that so I think that's like I think with PT that you can never know enough on that Mm. um so I think it's a kind of different example because maybe or maybe it's just the way I am as a person because there'll be some people that say oh I'm not the best technically yeah um I've heard people say this actually but I'm really good with people so I'm just going to focus on that but for me it's like no I'm I'm good with people but I also want to be able to utilize the science as best as I can to get yeah. results so that but that's just me that's like my intention is I just want to give them the best possible mm. service but again it's different because I think it comes yeah. down to like their bodies and that's you know that's the trade isn't it mm. that's what you need to know so but yeah but, but basically like that kind of that kind of analysis that when you when you're looking for your um, unique selling point then it is coming from within yeah so first you need to know what you do and how you do it and what you're good at and what you're less good at and it's such a like growth experience to Mm. kind of reflect on that as well because sometimes we're not always conscious of those things I think maybe you and I are because we've been doing this but Mm. sometimes I think the first time I did it and I had to think what are my actual strengths as well because sometimes we can be quite hard on ourselves we know our weaknesses but sometimes we don't think about what am I really good at and then you once you recognize it you know then you have power in your hands don't mm. you to, to yeah. utilize that so yeah I think okay so let's go to another section that was for me like marketing mm-hmm. to how you put your business out there what options you have yeah um so for me again I made it very basic and just said that okay where I can advertise where I can reach out and I realized okay Facebook groups networking events I can go to like coffee shops that are hubs more like yeah. loads of people but that's I need flyers and then so once I kind of pin down the locations and areas then 
I kind of went on, okay, so how much would that cost for me? So I was thinking, okay, if I do flyers for the coffee shops, then this would cost me this much. If I yeah. do Facebook groups, that would be free. If I do a Facebook ad or this ad, that would be this much. So I kind of broke it down that marketing, these are my options. This is what it kind of, refl- you know, this is how it reflects um, money-wise and mm-hmm. this is how much I would need to invest so I can prioritise. Um, yeah, I think that was kind of for me what all I did for marketing, really. Yeah. Um, I, think I don't know if there was anything else. The only thing that I did different was, and this is, again, because of having to use all these graphs and tables and stuff, but was, like, the main thing that makes a difference was the evaluation side of it. Mm. So, like, list all of them out, but then evaluate them in terms of, yeah, things like, okay, but what is the cost implication or or what is the downside of this and, you know, yeah. the advantages. So I think with everything you do, the extra mile that is worth going if you're going to invest That's the time. That's good, I'll do it as well. Yeah, is always the evaluation side. That was the one thing I learned from this, um, mm. doing this project, is that, like, I kind of always knew to write, like, I always write lists. I'm going to do this, or this is my idea, this is my idea, but... Even now, if, when I'm not writing a business plan, it's very easy to forget to actually evaluate and think yeah. pros, cons, uh, implications in terms of what's this going, how's this going to affect this, mm. how's this going to affect me financially, time-wise, is it a big investment in yeah. time, that those things. So I think just taking it always that step further would be the only difference. Mm. Okay. Um, and then also I did a section of, I don't know how I named it, but it was something about like how I work or work routine or something so I've written down that how many hours a week I'm working yeah and I broke down that what days I'm working and I broke down the days of the week and I said what days I'm doing what I did that when I made this second plan so Mm. I never did that the first one but in terms of like which this is when I was trying to juggle through things (laughs) so which days am I going to work on pixel which days the PT which day blogging and what part and mm. found that really helpful yeah it was really good just kind of and it's not you know it's a structure that you can because they're freelancing it's, it's flexible like mm. I had okay this day um I mean at the moment I have that Mondays I'm usually admin and just kind of catching up and starting my week is mm-hmm. like following up picking up stuff putting the intentions out and kind of a if there's one or two photos that's kind of needs to be done I just yeah. do little bits and bobs and Tuesdays we still be together, so I know that that's when I'm reacting to emails, when I'm actually pitching myself and put it out there. Yeah. And Wednesday we shoot, and there's there's again a different out and about day. And Thursday, Fridays are when I'm shooting and or editing. So if I, if someone asks and straight away, know what day can you shoot? I usually suggest straight away. Thursday or Friday that's good because that in the because bag, I know yeah. but, and even if someone says to me let's do Tuesday then I'll message you to oh can we push this some you know because we're flexible that's the, that's that's I think the perks of our job yeah but as soon as I'm kind of have a, a moment of like okay I'm coming back on you know Wednesday two o'clock at a shoot I know that where I should be and where I can pick up from yeah I think that's a big big thing for me as well because we have so much flexibility mm. as a freelancer, but that to me is my, can be my downfall because I can't function like that. I need a sense of structure. But when I made this business plan, I wrote a proper like Monday morning, midday lunch break. And, and I put yeah. like what I was doing for each as in like in the morning, I do outreach to brands in the afternoon. I do uh, admin in the evening. I do 
programming and I'd like plan everything mm. but I found it way too restrictive so I just didn't do it at all okay. <laughs> so I just flew it blew it out of the water and just did whatever I wanted and then I found that really hard because I just never knew where I was so now we've kind of come back to this you yeah. and I having this having the co-working day and having the practical shoot um record, PT, record yeah. like physical doing things mm. day has helped me because now I can structure my week around that yeah so we always have like set days then that Monday okay I do clients this time and then bang in the middle of the day admin Thursday all day like pitching and strategizing yeah. and then Friday admin PT and it's just really nice that I need that and mm. I think that maybe other freelancers as well despite being like more free spirits I think a little bit of routine is quite yeah it's actually kind of the only way to mm. bring us into a and, and also I think routine. it helped out for me when I kind of know that how much I'm working and I have this in my business plan and also when I put it down to how many hours I'm working a week that you know how much you earn a month and yeah. you can have like you can have a look at your hourly rate yeah and you can always idea. adjust on like oh maybe I'm putting so much hours in I'm not getting enough yeah so you can then you know when to put up your prices when you have to adjust when you have to like rethink that's um, a really good point because I think we could forget that can't mm-hmm. we? yeah can forget our time as valuable because we kind of always on you know we yeah. say this about always being on we can almost disregard that but it's still important isn't it it is important so yeah um and then that was was they all I think for me there was one more which is the last bit is that what um I had one is like okay what investment I'd like to make in the next 12 months I don't know if it's if it should be five years or different period, but I knew that, okay, so I'd like to have this lens, which is how much it costs. Mm-hmm. I want to then print this many flyers, da, 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 da. and it's written down, and I knew how much it was. Like, okay, so that this month, every month, I have to put aside £17. That's a great so me, one. I yeah. love that. It's really so, good. So it's it's actually then, oh, oh, I want to go to this workshop, that this much it you know, costs this much, I want to get this equipment and want to get this next year. For that, I need to put aside this much money a monthly so yeah. next year you're there and you can have it that's really good yeah because mm. I always think like oh yeah so I think that's you know I was saying about the life coaching course before I got yeah. myself onto it oh in 2019 I want to do that but I would never have thought in advance okay so how much do I need to save yeah. per month I wouldn't have structured because, it like because, that because if you do it 17 pounds a month that's doable yeah and yeah, such a good idea mm. and I think like what we spoke about last week about how you have to put in yeah plans to invest in we were talking about time but this is another great example that you have to plan ahead of what do you want to buy or yeah to pay for for your business to grow and you have to plan that in advance mm. I think that's so, really so good. For, for me this these are the the, the basic yeah I think I... that's a good place to leave it especially we don't want to overwhelm with too yeah. much information we can always revisit maybe mm. do a part two on business plans in a few months yeah. or something um and do and and, and I think we, we both already talked about plan um talk you know having a, an episode when we talk about more about sheets and planning and what helps us being organized yeah. and what tools we're using and what apps we're using and etc etc et yeah um so that's that's going to be a another episode but but for, as a business plan so it's not as big as of a deal and it can be quite fun you can make and, it pink if yeah. you want to because mine pink is full is fun. of mine is full of bright colors and pretty pictures from pinterest my one is very just a classic black and white one. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, so um, so it's basically who you are and what you do. Yeah. What's the unique selling point? And then kind of 
Who is your customer? Who is your customer? Who is your audience? Who are they? What do they do? How old are they? And where can you find them? And then you talk about uh, marketing. Yeah. What you put out there, where you can put it out, how you can reach that audience and what platforms you need and how much it will cost for you. And then you evaluate. Um, pros and cons, yeah. Evaluate, evaluate, evaluate. Of, of how much you invest time-wise, money-wise and what you can get, get out of it. Yeah. And then you just say you do that with scenarios as in business opportunities of strategies of strategies, growth, basically growth strategies. Yeah, of like adventures way. that you can take with your business and where it can take you and what it can take from you. So um, again, just to, to place different scenarios out so you know that, that what options you have out there and what you can get from it. And, and then that was the practical one of next year what do you want yeah plan from it don't be too don't go too big be realistic but plan some direct so you can actually grow and you can add value to the business either emotionally mental as a workshop or as some you know product or don't know like something like an equipment that you need yeah and then if you break it down in a 12 month time then you can put it on a side and next year actually have it and it's not just a dream but it's actually a and another thing, just I know we're going to wrap mm. it up, but quick note on that when you said, like, don't dream too big. And it's very true that you have to have a conservative estimate, but you can equally. So, the way I did it was always had, which I completely forgot about, was have two. So, mm. you have one conservative plan and one, uh, I can't remember what the word is, the business word. Uh, it's not positive, but it's like, uh, <laughs> I can't remember the word. A dreamy dream plan. It was like, conservative and then let's just go with the word liberal but it was like a very more optimistic plan or something like that so in terms of if you're investing in things you could be like okay so I would like either a lens or a new camera like depending Mm. on all this extra camera depending on how well things go and then each month you can have like a plan of okay I would need if I buy the camera I need to save 100 pounds a month if I buy the lens I need 20 pounds a month and then say you have a good good month you can save 100 and if you have a bad month Mm. you save and okay obviously at the end you might not have enough money for it but it's Mm. just this idea of like see where things go because we don't always know Um, also I was just now thinking that if you can have an alternative what I would do probably because this is I'm I'm doing it short term and and look at it as a breathing living breathing document now I said that I'm adjusting it constantly but also maybe I would do one when it's more like a five years uh, plan so I would look at everything in five years' time. Yeah. And during the five years' time and what I want to achieve in five years' time and who is my audience in, in, in kind of five years' time so I know that what I'm aiming, and that will change, um, but just kind of gives a bit of a longer dis- perspective. I'm yeah. Not sure. In a business plan, we, we had to do that. Oh, so. okay. But not in that sense. So that's more mm. in the sense of like, oh, the audience. It was more about financially well, how I many do sales it yeah. yeah so because I think that we wouldn't look too far ahead in terms of what will my audience look like mm. but that would be a good thing to do but I think in business it's more done in terms of finances and just the very black and white things but I think we've left you with quite a lot to think about yeah so, and I we... hopefully summed it up properly but but yeah so those are the, the points get a pen and paper and just write it down and start filling it out yeah and go for it fun because um, enjoy it because it's your baby mm, yeah exactly Alrighty. Um, yeah i think this was i really enjoyed it it was like now i feel like i want to go home and do mine yeah well, <laughs> I, hope, I hope that's how everyone else feels as well because that's the aim yeah all okay. right so see you next week see you next week uh, have fun 
And wear your Christmas jumpers now, people. Oh, God, I don't have one. Let's have a new one. <laughs> All right, then. Goodbye. Bye.